Hello, this is Ashley. Today, we are going to be swearing. Probably a lot. It might be a good day to wear headphones, or not be listening in the workplace, or around small children. It's on you. We warned you. Okay, let's begin. I'm Stacy. I'm Ashley. And you're listening to Soul Struggles Podcast. Welcome back. Feels like we're never here. Woo! Quarantine. Not, we're never here. We have the habit of recording like three episodes in one weekend and then being like, see you in two weeks. And then it's like, bam, number of cases has increased drastically and we're now in quarantine. So hopefully this is going up around New Year's. Yay, New Year's. So we thought we would reflect back at our time in Korea and reminisce about the moments that made us say, what the fuck, Korea? Oh, so many. There are, so oh, many. man, so much. Stacy, do you want to start with your first what the fuck moment? Oh, man. I think the biggest one or like the one that left the biggest impression from this year, besides, you know, having to teach online, has been the person that was down the hallway from me outside one of the apartment doors crying and screaming out to his girlfriend being like, open the door. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You had your very own K-drama. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, are you okay? Like, if she's not opening, leave. Y'all are done. Very Korea moment, though. A dude just being like, take me back. My love, come, come home. Open up for me. And I was just like, bro, you are trying way too hard. You're way too emotional. Also a very Korea moment that nobody called the cops or building yeah, security. I was getting to the point. Because it went on for like a good hour, I was close to like opening my door and being like, shut up. Just shut up. You're too loud. Leave. Uh, but I think she like eventually like opened the door and was like, come in. But I was like, God, like what the fuck did you do? Probably cheated. Did you cheat? Did you not answer her text message fast enough? Like, jeez. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But that was one moment besides a pandemic that stood out to me. And I was like, why? I think this year's, speaking of the pandemic, so I'm going to lay down some context here because it's the couple hug, my awkward threesome. Summer came. We have vacation time around summer. Stacy and I had the same week off and cases started rising. Everything got shut down. So the museum was still open and we we're like, that seems safe. You have to register in advance. So they're only letting so many people come and go through the museum. So Stacy and I, like good foreigners, we registered online three days before. We show up on time 
and they say you have to get in this line and you have to stay on your social distance markers. Groups have to be separated. Everyone has to be three meters apart on these little squares. Do not move from your square. You are in line. Cool. Seems easy, huh? Great times. So I'm on my little social distance square. Stacy's in front of me. And this couple is walking. And they're walking directly at me. They're holding hands. So they're linked together. And they're just walking at me, like dead center. Like they're, don't That's see me or are aiming for me. Yeah. Like people just walking straight at you. It's like we magically become invisible. You're like, ah. They're like, ah, ghost. I'm like, ah, I'm white. I understand I'm pale. I'm still here. So they're coming at me. And I think they're going to like either move together to the right of me, to the left of me, or let go of their hands. It's logical. No. They continue to hold hands and walk directly at me. And then they keep walking after they hit me. So they essentially keep walking so that they embrace me. And then it's just me, these two strangers who are like in their 20s on a date. They were adorable. But me going, help, help, Stacey, help, because they wouldn't let go. But they also like didn't know what to do. And I think they panicked and froze. So, yes, I got a very awkward, uninvited coupling. I was like, help. (laughs) And there was a family behind me. And I saw them all just go, what? What? And everyone was like, huh? And the couple just kept going, sorry, sorry. I'm like, let go. Let go of me. No, we hugged for an awkward minute. I wasn't even paying attention to Ashley. I was on my phone. And then I just hear, help, help. And I was like, what? And me being like, what the actual fuck? And then them still being like, sorry. I'm like, let go. So they do. They let go of me. And then they scurried away. And everyone in line and myself were still confused of what just happened. And part of me was like, I'm on Running Man. This is like a gag from Running Man. Someone's going to pop up and that would be the challenge for the week. I don't even know. I don't know what happens on Running Man at this point. But fuck, that was weird. I felt bad for them though because like obviously they were confused and like they were like so in love that Ashley did not exist. You know what? No. Fuck them. I feel no sympathy. I got awkwardly hugged by two strangers for way too long to be an accident. And then after, they kept looking at me like I did something to them. And I was like, you attacked me in public. Weirdos. Uh, I'm on my square. I was on my square with my mask. I had just sanitized. I don't know where they've been. I don't know what they've been doing. They're not in my bubble. They weren't supposed to be on my square. Actually, that leads to a bonus Korea what the fuck moment. The museum itself. We're in there. There's a ton of people. No one's social distancing. And then the children start jumping next to the 5,000-year-old pottery. For those of you who don't know, that stuff is all well and good until you accidentally hit the glass way too hard. Then you trigger alarms and you knock over 6,000-year-old pottery. And the parents pretending they weren't jumping. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, like when we were walking around, like the pottery generally, it's got like little clear like fishing line holding it because Korea sometimes does get earthquakes. So it's to help with that. But obviously, if you have kids that are being rambunctious and they're jumping and running and pushing and shoving each other, if they hit that glass, it could be enough to like knock that pottery over. If the pottery has any like already like hairline cracks in it to just crack it more. So Ashley and I like looked at that situation We shook our heads disapprovingly and we're like, let's leave this area because if something breaks, 
guess whose fault it is? The foreigners. The only two girls and the foreigners in the room. Because you bet they would like pick up their child and run. So it would just be us two looking confused and horrified. Because they would get the hell out of Dodge as quickly as possible. Well, and then even if they did, they'd be like to the security guards more than likely. It was the two foreign girls, the only foreigners in the museum. They did it. Which they is, don't you know, know what? I was going to say, that's a fair, like, scapegoat. If you look around, your child just essentially ruined pieces of Korean history. I also would be like, hey, look, they're there. They can take the blame. They'll just get sent home. It's fine. And then they run away with their kid. What is your other, like, what the fuck Korea moment of this year, I guess? And then we can move on to a couple, like, the past few years. I think, like, another one this year, it's not, like, so much, like, what the fuck Korea. It was just more so my situation personally, um, which was the fact that I found out right before I went home in January for vacation that, hey, you have a position, but it doesn't offer housing. So, like, I was, like, going home to Canada in, like, three days. I got told, hey, you have a placement, but you don't get housing. You don't get a key money deposit. Like, you have to have key money yourself. You do get a rent stipend. But, yeah, like, you have to find housing. So, for me, that was, like, kind of, like, it was a what-the-fuck moment, but not so much, like, what-the-fuck Korea. Because I was, like, I'm going home. I need to figure out 10 million won and then find a house. And I don't understand the housing market. That's fair. So that was like a lot to navigate in the beginning of the year as the pandemic was starting. I I think the highlight of my year in the midst of the pandemic was Aspoy, the guy in my apartment. So I came home one day from work. I get off work around 5 p.m. It's a Wednesday at 5 p.m. I see this guy in the lobby of my building and he's in pajama pants and like a short jacket and flip-flops which in korea is a pretty average like i'm a student look always flip-flops always pajama bottoms and some kind of puffy coat this one was a short puffy jacket so i'm looking and i'm like he looked like sketching out like he was piling a bit and i was like oh weird seems sketchy he also had a baseball black baseball cap on and then he turns around and my brain was like that color doesn't match his pajamas. His entire ass was hanging out, except he was wearing a thong. It was a woman's thong. And he just like casually got in the elevator, put his ass on the railing. And I thought to myself, I am never touching that again. I have not. It was like, oh my God, what has that boy been putting his ass on? Hit the button. He went higher than I did on the floors. I got off and immediately texted everyone being like, guess what I saw? Ass boy. Ass boy. And then fast forward two months. I'm coming home from recording the podcast. It's 11 p.m. I hear the picture noise, which is on everyone's cell phone in Korea. It's like, oh. And I see this girl, and she's like awkwardly taking a picture. And I was like, oh, that's a weird. Why the fuck are you taking a selfie in the lobby of the building? That's strange. Then I look over, and I see ass boy with his ass out again. Same outfit. Down to the same colored thong. And my brain was like, shit, man, he either is on drugs or he needs to be on drugs. Like, I don't, there's not enough people around for this to be a prank. And he's not live streaming. There's nobody with him. This is weird. Get in the elevator and I'm literally typing, ass boy is back. And this girl jumps in the elevator. And in English, she was a Korean woman in about her 20s. And in English, she looks at me and goes, 
did you see that? And I'm like, yes, I did. She goes, his ass is out. <laughs> it is. And then I explained that I've seen him before and this is a thing. And she said, oh, good. I'm taking a picture to show, like, I took a picture to show security. I've not seen ass boy since. I don't know what happened or why, but it by far is the most, like, I live in a city, but I'm also in Asia moment. I'm being like, I don't know what's happening. Ashley, just give it another month or two and you might see him again, you know. Well, also being in Korea, my first thought was he isn't on drugs. So that made it even weirder where I was like, uh, is he going to attack me? Well, he's not like, he's not mething out and he's not like coked out of his mind. Uh, I don't know if this is safe. Why is your ass out? Whose thong is that? What's happening? Also, how the fuck was he not cold? Like, it's been cold. Like, he acted like he couldn't feel his ass being cold. Yeah, well, it's like seeing, like, today I was, like, walking on the street because I had to get groceries and stuff because, you know, eating's a thing, especially after you've eaten all the food in your fridge. Um, And there was, like, two, like, elementary school kids. They were walking down the street, and the one's in short shorts, and I'm like, it's cold. It's cold. And they're, oh, like, man. in sweaters and short shorts, and I'm like, why? It's cold. I always love, I teach students, this is my what the fuck Korea moment. So Korean classrooms are hit or miss for heating. Sometimes you walk in the room and it is like 30 degrees Celsius. It is boiling. Sometimes every window is open. No heat is on. And it is below zero. But every time you go into the same classroom, all the kids are in their giant puffer parkas. I'm like, okay, I get when it's zero. I get that I'm in a coat and I'm cold, but when it's 30, take off your coat. You are going to get sick. And all my students like, no teacher, it's cold. Like, I don't know what to do with you. If you drop dead from heat, like exhaustion, I can't help you in the classroom. I've had that in all like I've taught. I think it's even better though. Like when they have the heating on full blast, so it's 30 degrees. The window open? open All the windows. And they're like, it's too hot in here. But, like, the heating is on full blast, 30 degrees. But let's open all the windows because it's hot in here instead of turning the heat down and opening the door to the hallway. Because yeah. in Korea, the hallways, the bathrooms, they're not heated. They only heat the classrooms when the classrooms are in use. Yeah, but, like, let's have the heat on full blast and open the windows. So, like, let's heat the outdoors. Oh, God, it's bad. I have one. Getting pushed by old people. Like, hip check. By old people. Yeah. That one, when I first moved to Korea, threw me for a loop because I lived pretty rurally. So everyone around me had been farmers most of their life. And then they had gone through periods of food insecurity and issues around that. So they only came up to about my hip because they were bent at the waist, like from years of manual labor. But they also naturally were probably about a foot and a half shorter than me. This is going to be important. I go to the grocery store. I guess I'm taking an extra second because I am putting the change. I'm getting the change handed back to me. That extra second was too long. And a little old lady just hip checked me. But when she hip checked me, I flew because she caught me at a very particular spot in my body. And essentially, I crumbled and moved. And then she just kept like waiting for her groceries. Like I was just there on the floor. Subways, it happened, they would look at me and we'd both see the seat. And I wasn't going to run for it, but 
but they would hip check me and then run. I'm like, why is this a contact sport? I just want food and a seat. Yeah, like also for me, like when I was like living rurally, I knew where my bus was going to stop so I could get on. So I would stand there and like the older women who were like, they weren't like old, like harmony, like they weren't grandmothers. They were like 40, 50 years old. I was. They were like trying to push me out of the way. And I'm like, okay, I get that you're older than me, but like, no, I have to ride this bus longer than you. So if I'm going to get on before you, I'm going to take a seat and you can stand. But like they would try to push me out of the way, try to step out in front of me, hip check me. It's same on the subway. Like I don't have to go very far to work. Like it's only a couple of stops. But they'll still like try to push me out of the way thinking that I'm going to take a seat. And I'm like, I'm going to stand. It's only like four stops. I think the best is when you learn how to brace for it and they go to hip check you and you don't move. And then they don't know what to do because you are a foot taller than them. And then you become intimidating. And I'm like, how did this switch? You physically assaulted me, but now I'm horrifying. Awesome. It's also like when you brace for it, but like you're shorter than them, which is my case usually. Or like they're the same height as me. And it's like, I'm built like a brick shithouse. Good luck. (laughs) I would also like to give a shout out to Ajima Fashion for my Korea what the fuck moment. Uh, There's patterns that do not go together. And if you know what Lulu Row is... Imagine that just being the standard dress and there's like ajima pants and they're like the elastic waisted patterns that they can't sell for anything else. And old ladies live in them. They're always in those pants. One day I go to school and all of my middle school boys are wearing the ajima pants. And I'm just also because they're very short for the countryside and food security has caused an entire generation to grow about a foot. All my boys looked like they were just in weird colored capri pants that had elastic waist. They did it for a talent show, but apparently the pants were so comfortable, they continued to wear them for the rest of the year. They're like, teacher, ajima pants. Teacher, comfortable. It's like, okay. I, not the choice I would make at 14, but you do you, boo. Yeah, I'm like, I'm all for comfort. So like, you do you. Just the assault on the eyes with the pattern. Like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, you don't really see that in Canada. And if you do, it's like, it's because that's the barn clothing that like no one cares if it gets ruined. They're like, "Mm." I love like the stereotypical, the stereotypical Ajma outfit, which is like the mismatched pattern top and bottoms, the fur vest, high heeled glitter boots, glitter boots, and the hair. Poofed out hairdo. Yep, the poofed out hairdo. That is like, I would recommend to kind of get an idea of it. Googling, because it's a really old school hairstyle in Korea. So the diversion of the two Koreas, North Korea kept it as like their standardized haircut. That, any of those, the poofier, the better. Dyed though a strange color, not well. And they are just moving. And that's what attacks you on the subway. It's like being in train to Busan, except for it's a little old lady. She'll take you out. She gives no fucks. Oh, yes. Okay, so it's going to sound horrible, but one of my friends said to me, he was like, listen, they have seen the Japanese occupation, a war, and then a dictatorship after. I wouldn't fuck with them. They will fuck you up. There's a reason they're still alive. I was like, that's true. I'm terrified. Some of them are really nice, though. Oh, super sweet. What I found was, don't take their seat and don't be slow at the cash register. Then they love you. Super nice. Smile wave sometimes i get affectionate back smacks 
which hurts because it's done with love. And I think the harder you hit in Korea, the more you love someone. That's my theory. Because all massage, anything that's supposed to be like nice and like pleasurable, just beating the living shit out of you. Like, I'm bruising. And they're like, I love you. And I'm like, I hurt. Those massage chairs. What the fuck, Korea? Why do I have a marble being shoved up my fucking foot? Or some of the times they like go around your butt. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> no, thanks. They're like $5,000 for a torture device. Because they like kind of like a pressure cuff. They have like an airbag part that like expands. So you literally get trapped in this machine as like metal balls get shoved into you and like twisted. They got to work out all those knots. And you paid five grand for it. No, I'm out. I'll just use my foam roller from Coupon that was like 20 bucks. It works great. It hurts too, but 20 bucks. Uh, Last one, scooters on the sidewalk, like a moped, a motorized, like motorcycle-esque machine. No, like the delivery driver is just running you over on a sidewalk. And you're like, what the fuck? I am walking. I'm next to a building. Yeah. And then they get mad at you because you were in their way. Yeah, because in Korea, the motorcycles or like the mopeds that delivery drivers drive, they're not supposed to be on the sidewalk. However, that's not really enforced. So they'll always like pull up on the sidewalk. They will drive at you if it means that they can get to their delivery spot because, you know, they don't want to have to like be on the other side of the road, turn and then like park somewhere. It's just easier for them to go up on the sidewalk, kind of like an up and over situation. Yeah. Um, they'll be behind you. And as Ashley said, like they will get super annoyed. They will honk and basically be right on your ass to get you to move, even if there's no place for you to move because they're trying to get through. But also motorized vehicles in general on the sidewalks are annoying. Yeah. Even bicycles are a pain in the ass because no one like the the shared bicycles, they seem to be very old and like not well taken care of. So, like, people have a hard time maneuvering them, at least in my area. I was going to say, no, man. My theory is that nobody's ever ridden a bicycle before, and this is their first time. I saw somebody going so slow, the bike wouldn't stand up. But instead of, like, getting off and walking the bike, they just kind of, like, attempted to keep going. And I was like, you're going to fall. Also, I am walking faster than you are. Yeah, the, the weaving. Or they look directly at you and drive into you. Like, yeah. I don't know. What am I supposed People to do with like that? Walk straight at you. They drive straight at you. And like I'm like, there's nowhere I can move. Nobody's looking where they actually want to go. They kind of get distracted and then they just beeline it for you. And I'm like, I am am terrified that you're going to take me out. Yeah. All motorized vehicles and bicycles are so annoying. And they recently like did some more regulations for the kickboards or like the electric scooters that everyone is riding in different cities around the world. They are highly, highly popular here in Korea, but they're also very dangerous because you're supposed to wear a helmet with them and it's only supposed to be one person on it. But, you know, couples, they're going to do the Titanic. Oh, it's my favorite. So the Titanic is an amazing move Stacey and I have seen from various people. So it's the the girl on the front of the motorized scooter, which is a like a razor scooter, essentially, with an engine. And then the guy on the back. And he's trying with all of his might 
to make this motorized scooter work because they're over the weight limit while she has her arms stretched out in a crowded area like she's Rose on the Titanic and he's Jack. Except for to make it move, they're trying to create like propulsion, I guess, propulsion, momentum. And so it looks like they're humping each other because they're trying to get up a hill. And then it's like her just like in her own days being like, oh, I'm so in love. And then him just being like, get up the hill. So it's both a weird, horrific sex act and also really annoying because they're taking up 10 feet of space. Yeah. In Hyundai. There's more more regulations now about them because people see them as a danger because they are a motorized vehicle. So now they're like allowed in bike lanes. But people are supposed to wear helmets. But do they? The answer is no. There's been a lot of injuries. The better question is who uses the bike lane? Where even are the bike lanes? In the front of those streets. They're the red thing that goes in front of all of the like sidewalks. It's next to it. And then there's yeah, the like, road. In all places in Seoul, there's not like bike lanes. There's supposed to be. There's supposed to be, but there isn't. Which no, leads like- to like issues of like people walking, but then you have bicycles and like these motorized scooters weaving Dude, because there everywhere isn't a designated in so, on some roads like I, that's mm. really rare though most roads in seoul have a designated bike lane people just ignore it that's what i've in realized you have to look down well in your area it's actually next to the road like it's on the road your bike lane usually uh, it's like a small oh, line that's that slightly faded that cars ignore and bicycle like cyclists ignore well, up the street one way there is like that designated like red line but then kind of like in my area going towards the subway it doesn't seem like there actually is an official one because it's like all the, these tiles so it's like kind of confusing sometimes they like weave it as well so like it weaves in and off the sidewalk pain in the ass well that is stacy and i's fun what the fuck korea moments if anyone else oh, I has wasn't. oh <laughs> Well, then, you keep going. We'll wrap this session up after your little story. Well, one what the fuck moment was last year in which I was in Hongdae with a friend and some random ass dude came up to me with a rose and was like, marry me, marry me. And I screamed and I was like, what the fuck? And ran away. And my friend was like, he's filming. Like, they're filming for YouTube. I'm like, awesome. Just fucking awesome. And then he came back. And I was like, I don't want your fucking plastic rose. Leave me alone. Also, don't record me, you asshole. Yeah. And then I think the last one that I have is being called by, like, loan sharks, bank, hospitals, random Uh, fucking people, or being texted by them. So phone numbers in Korea get recycled without like informing people that the number has now changed well koreans change their numbers like, a lot yeah so basically all of the numbers have been used already so that leads to issues where people aren't being consistent with changing their numbers because either they're trying to hide from someone someone has maybe passed away and they didn't notify someone that's mine i still get phone calls through the same gentleman and i am constantly breaking the news to people that based on the private medical information i was sent i do not know where he is i am presuming he is dead and if he hasn't spoken to you and your family in a year and a half he's probably dead because that's when i got the phone number and this happened yesterday i get calls constantly it used to be loan sharks because they didn't believe me 
So I automatically answer the phone in English, like screaming, like, hello? And then I hear, I'm like, hello? And then they get usually mad at me for not speaking Korean. But if I spoke Korean and then I'm the man in disguise. Yeah, in my case, I've gotten like a whole bunch of messages for someone like about hospital appointments and like needing to go for checkups. I've gotten cacao messages from people like at churches thanking me for going to like their son or daughter's wedding and hoping that like, you know, I have a good winter vacation, like winter and that I stay healthy. Like, I don't yeah. know who the fuck Mine you is are. Like- also, don't send me pictures of your family. That's it. I got a wedding invite that literally was like, we haven't seen you in a really long time. It would be nice for the family to reconnect and get like get over this drama. And then it was me being like, hey, uh, he does not have this number. So he's either dodging you or he's dead. Um, congratulations on the way. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. One I had recent. Oh, what was your recent one? My recent one was like someone from a company messaging me being like the the manager or like exec is still in the building and will be down shortly for the meeting. And I was like, uh, I'm a foreigner. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I got FaceTimed like a month ago. I got FaceTimed by a bunch of old men a month ago and they were horrified and I was horrified and none of us knew it was happening. Like, they also wouldn't stop calling because they assumed, I guess, they had the number wrong. But I'd be like, no, it's my number. If you keep calling, I'm going to keep getting angry. And then I blocked them as I do most. I got like hospitals yeah. talking about trials. Like you've been approved for this specific medical trial for your late stage disease. And then I have to email back being like, hey, he doesn't have the number. You should either try to locate him through your records another way or give up his position. I am so sorry. Cause that's the type of stuff that like, it's a really big deal if you never actually respond back because then, you know, that's somebody's position at like a young say medical trial, medical trial with um, Johnson's and Johnson's. So this person was selected for it for a issue that is a huge deal in Korea right now, especially amongst their older population. So there are people who could use that trial. So then I feel like a jerk, though, because I'm like, hey, I'm you just essentially did a breach of medical, like medical information. I'm a random foreigner. Maybe the text message yeah. system might be flawed. Well, the, the other thing is, too, like some of them you can't even respond to because they're coming from the web. It's an auto, like yeah. automatically generated message that is sent out. So you'll get these from like your phone companies or like delivery the companies or like on the web. The Korean government emergency response updates. Those aren't text messages though, but they're I from get the web. As, no, I get them as text messages. Oh. And I get, how many did I get today? Oh, today was a slow day. I got six. Yesterday I got 10. Oh, the weekend. Today's the weekend and they're trying to figure out some stuff because we had a major spike in cases. Not, just in time um, for the holidays and new year well on this kind of exciting note this is gonna be long and i gotta edit it before christmas celebrations or you guys don't get an episode so on that note i guess have a great year hopefully 2021 isn't as much of a fucking ass and maybe not a dumpster fire that's my hope like less of a well, dumpster fire know, can we start putting out the dumpster fire or maybe put it out completely to get back to normal. Though I'm sure it's yeah. going to be a new normal. But, like, you know, this year's been shit. 
I'm so over it. It's been the longest and shortest year of my life. I like how at the end of this, we just became Captain Obvious. We're like, yes, it's terrible. And everyone at home's like, yeah, no shit, random no girls shit. in Korea. Fuck. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? Canadian taxes. <laughs> That's different. That's going to be a whole episode of just nightmares. Thanks, CRA. Okay. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. Hopefully this episode finds you well. Yes. Either this year or next. Remember, you can always follow us at anchor.fm slash soulstruggles. You can get updates. Thanks to Anchor for hosting us. And bye-bye, everyone.